This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn. I'm the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing. And today we're recording from my home, and hopefully you're in your home, safe. Uh, We're recording on Zoom, and we do have a brand new hour for you. Um, We have great guests today. Our first guest is Kelly Gillies. She's the Chief Marketing Officer at Nerd wallet and she's going to talk about brand building during a crisis how nerd wallet pivot to help customers weather a financial crisis and then in our second half hour we have a new guest as well and we're going to have jay bear he's the marketing expert and he's the founder of the marketing company convince and convert he's also he's also the author of six best-selling books including utility spelled y-o-u Utility, why smart marketing is about help and not hype. And he's going to talk about content marketing and social media strategy. So with that, it sounds like a great show to me. Let's jump right in with our first guest, Kelly Galiz. Am I saying your name right? Is that right? You absolutely are, Galiz. Ah, Galiz, great. Kelly Galiz, she's the Chief Marketing Officer at NerdWallet. Um, and she's going to talk about what it means to brand build during a crisis. But before we start, let's tell us all what NerdWallet is. I looked it up a little bit. It looks like it's an app on financial services, but I'm sure it's more than just that. Yeah, and thanks for having me, Barbara. NerdWallet's a consumer finance website and an app, as you mentioned, that helps people improve their finances. So we provide things like expert articles, personalized tools, side-by-side product comparisons, things that break down complicated financial topics that usually people don't want to spend a lot of time and and energy understanding. And they make it very easy for people to find the best credit card, investing approach, brokerage account, and more, and just generally answers to your money questions, financial advice. We also have a a product. Let me just stop you right there for one second. So you're not a financial advisor then. I mean, you don't manage money. You just give advice or do you manage money? Yeah, we we don't. We're not a registered financial advisor. We do have some people who are that on our content staff. Um, But generally speaking, we want to provide as much financial information as we can. But the actual decision is, is up to our users to make about what to do with their finances. And so then what's your revenue model if it's not commission? Uh, So we partner with a lot of different uh, financial services providers like credit card companies and banks and uh, in brokerage firms, uh, insurance companies. Uh, And in our marketplace, we've got lots of advice about if people are actively shopping for a product, different options for them. And so we, we do earn some referral commission from those products. Okay, so what were the initial challenges when you joined NerdWallet? What, where was it before you came? Were you the first CEO, a CMO at NerdWallet? I was the first CMO, yeah. And what was marketing like when you got there and what have you done to change it? Uh, when I joined NerdWallet, um, the marketing team was already very good. And that was nice because often when I'm hired, there's no marketing team or the marketing team really needs some help. So it was nice that we actually had a a pretty strong team there. I just saw a lot of untapped potential 
in areas that uh, traditionally the company hadn't focused a lot on and some areas that could use you know, more attention and focus. So one area, a big area that we focused a lot on over the past year was a lot of potential to prioritize and invest in brand. I think this is some of the most important work we've accomplished on the team since I joined. And the company's had a long history of very strong SEO and performance marketing and leveraging all this expert content to, to do well in those channels. But it's only going to get you so far, right? You're only talking to people who have immediate demands, very transactional. And what we really needed to do was start generating more demand generally for learning about financial services and shopping for financial products. And also for, for NerdWallet as a brand of choice in that space and for people to really start to grow an emotional attachment and affinity to our brand. And we could really only so do that we, through more brand marketing. Let me interrupt you for one second, because when I think of brand, one of the things I think about is how a brand is positioned. And so that suggests position compared to what? So who, who did you see as your competition? Yeah, there's other financial service uh, intermediary aggregator companies like NerdWallet in our space who would be sort of direct competition. Um, and that would be companies potentially like, you know, Credit Karma or LendingTree. Uh, but we also think about, you know, who do people go for for financial advice and what kind of companies are in that space? And that's, uh, that's other online sources, certainly, but it's also people like your parents, you know, and your friends. <laughs> and so we're thinking about, you know, how do we... How do we, as a, as a company that wants to provide really good unbiased financial advice, compete with these other sources of information that people are going to that may or may not be very good, but nonetheless are our sources uh, for folks? And then, and again, the other part of brand, one is compared to whom, and then what is the underlying mission? So did you have more than a descriptive idea of Nerd Wallet? Was there something else you were... Yeah, a very mission-driven company. I mean, it was actually founded by Tim Chen, our CEO, because he had a very clear mission in mind for the company, which is he wanted to provide clarity for all of life's financial decisions. And he envisions a world where everyone makes financial decisions with confidence. And so those are two big underpinnings of our brand and our, and our mission and, and why we are a consumer-first company. Okay. Uh, so, so when you said that was the one thing you were going to do, you were going to build brands. So what were the tactic, what techniques or tactics you did to build this very clear idea of a brand that you seem to have? Yeah, we started by trying to, to really do some more work on the brand to figure out what about nerd wallet really compels, um, our users to, to grow a real affinity for the brand and feel that emotional connection. And we realized it has a lot, a lot to do with, with NerdWallet being helpful, with making decisions easier, with people walking away feeling confident and empowered. And so we thought a lot about, about those elements as we thought about what our, this campaign should look like and what should we talk about with consumers. And then we went out and tested more messages in market. And we did some market DMA level testing over the course of the last year where we really focused on trying some different messages, trying to see how brand impacts our business and how do we measure that and model it and think about the results we should expect to see from it. And then we launched our first national brand campaign ever uh, at the end of 2019, just after Christmas. And so it was in Q1 of this year that the bulk of it ran. 
And that was a $15 million investment across a lot of different media channels that we hadn't really invested very much in before. And we saw huge results. Uh, Q1 was a great quarter for us as a business. And we really outperformed uh, to our expectations generally. And so I think it showed people internally and externally that we have a lot of potential to continue to scale NerdWallet's business by growing the brand. And also really in the minds of consumers, place this as a, as a brand of choice and a trusted resource in the personal finance space. I'm Barbara Kahn and this is Marketing Matters. And today we're joined by Kelly Gillies, the Chief Marketing Officer at NerdWallet. And we're talking about what she did when she came in as CMO to build the brand NerdWallet. And she was talking about just the end of December 2019, first quarter, and things did really well. But then, as far as I could tell, COVID happened. So how did that affect things? I know. It's a bummer <laughs> to put it mildly, <laughs> to have all this great momentum and super results, and then the world shuts down. Um, and I, I'm joking about it because I think that's all you can do in a situation like this. It's obviously unprecedented. And it's not only a very serious health crisis uh, for everyone, but for many people, it's a very serious financial crisis for them. Right. And as we were talking to our partners um, at Google and, and other people you know, we work with in the space, they showed us data about like unprecedented searching for financial help and for people really looking for financial advice and how to, to deal with um, all the financial hardship of this time. And we really took pause as a business and said, okay, if we are really consumer first, what's the most helpful thing we can do right now for people in this pandemic? And a lot, a lot of companies have pulled back on their marketing. We actually said that doesn't seem like the right thing for us to do in terms of our brand and our long-term brand goals, but also how we want to show up for our consumers and to provide financial help. So we actually doubled down. Oh, I'm so our... glad to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We doubled down on a lot of our efforts on the content side. So we had people reading the CARES Act, writing expert content about what that means for you. We built a COVID-19 finances hub that collated all our information about what to do in the COVID economy and with COVID finances and all the government program help that was available to people. We really wanted to bring that together. We pivoted from our content strategy, our content media strategy, to um, instead of promoting you know, content around like often we did travel and rewards and things like that, that's just not top of mind for anyone right now. So we switched to promoting more of this COVID-related content there. So our content marketing strategy really changed. Our CRM strategy changed to highlight some of this information. And some of this is the best engagement rates we've ever seen in those channels, wow. you know, in terms of open rates and click-through rates and engagement rates. So it really was the right thing to do, I think, from the perspective of seeing what our consumers are interested in and providing them with that kind of help. On the brand side, we were planning to do a Q2 national brand campaign. And we have a, a great ad called Money Questions that we ran in Q1. And when we were looking at, all right, if we still want to run this brand campaign in Q2 and we still really want to show up for our consumers, what's the best thing we could say right now to them? Because some of Money Questions, it doesn't seem right to us. We've got people eating in a restaurant talking about you know rewards points. That's not really where everyone says that. Yeah. But we also didn't want to totally make um, you know the COVID ad that you see everybody making, where it's like talking directly about what's going on for everyone. And there, there's been hundreds of those ads made. So we actually, Money Questions is an ad made up of vignettes that are strung together and they're very short. And so there'll be someone jogging along and they're like, how do people just buy a house? And someone thinking about investing and someone thinking about 
uh, why their credit score isn't going up, and these sort of like daily money questions that come up for people. And so we we had extra vignettes we didn't use. So we just edited it again to make it sort of more appropriate to the money questions everyone was having right now. And there were a lot more trends we saw around, is now a good time to invest when sort of the stock market was very low, more millennials were getting into investing. Um, should I refinance my house? So instead of buying a house, a lot of people were refinancing houses in the first half of this year. So we changed some of those things. We took out the restaurant scene that didn't feel right. We put in a different scene of someone at home. Um, and so we we really edited the ad to just feel more relevant to the times, but continued to run our brand marketing through Q2. So I think there's a couple interesting lessons here than what you were talking about, and I really kind of like to pull them out because I've been talking to a lot of people about their reaction to COVID. And one of the things you said that I think was a very good reaction, and it's sometimes difficult for firms to do, but it might've been easier for you just because you're a smaller, more digital company. But the first thing you said was the idea of being flexible and, and pivoting. So like what happened with COVID for a lot of, with COVID for a lot of people, is that things that were relevant before were no longer relevant now. And there was a need or a demand for things that weren't in demand before. And the idea of taking resources from old business and pivoting to new needs. And and, and sometimes it's people. In your case, it sounds like it was messaging. It might've been budget from one source to another. That flexibility and that ability to pivot I've talked to many firms that's been very difficult for them. So for, let me start with that question. How was it that you were able to do that so quickly? So I, I have a value on my team, and I think it's a value shared widely across NerdWallet, which is do we move with urgency? And that doesn't mean that, that we do things shoddy or we don't take time to be considerate and thoughtful, but we want to move with as much urgency as we can around these things. In part because we're, you know, we're in a competitive space in the internet and we want to, you know, keep up, stay ahead of the competition, make sure we're always pushing ourselves. And I think for us, when we see a crisis like this happen, you know, we've got plans, sure. Um, but they're not the right ones anymore. And I think we can, we can recognize and agree on that. And so we all agree, okay, this isn't the right plan anymore. What we were planning to do in content marketing, what we were planning to do in these other channels just doesn't make sense given everything going on. How quickly can we move with urgency then to do the thing we do think we should be doing and really refocus our energies, our people. We, we refocused people's time, especially on our content team, um, around what they were working on and writing. We refocused uh, at uh, the money that we spent um, from, from some areas to new ones a little bit. Um, we refocused uh, the strategy that we had uh, in some areas where we were we had certain content marketing strategies didn't make sense anymore. Let's have a different strategy and see how that goes. So we, we pivoted all that pretty quickly. And I think part of it was being comfortable too around taking risk and saying, look, um, we could be wrong in some of these changes that we're going to move with urgency around, but we think that there's upside there and we know it's definitely probably wrong to keep doing what we were doing. And so, yeah, this is risky, but, uh, we can, we can dial it back. We can change again. We feel really confident about our ability to do that. And we think this is a better consumer first thing for our consumers. So it's a risk that's worth taking for us. So that makes sense. I mean, in one sense, you know, what you were doing was definitely wrong. You're not sure the new thing's going to be right. 
but it kind of, if you just go with it, it's better than what you were doing. And it sounds like in your case, it was right. The yeah. other thing that you said that I felt was very interesting is, okay, now you recognize you have to respond to COVID. But what we did see when we saw a lot of those brand messages right away was just as you were saying, that they all looked exactly the same. And you were just, they were just saying the same thing and it didn't differentiate your product or your brand at all. So you immediately rejected that notion of just coming out with a standard message and you moved to this idea of vignettes or stories. And then you were trying to look for the story that was most important for telling your message. So what gave you that instinct or was that just what you've done before, the way you, your philosophy of brands? Yeah, I, we had luckily shot the money questions ad for Q1 to be in vignettes. And so when we looked at it, we were like, hey, we've got these vignettes. Let's talk to our content team and let's, let's look in the forums and see what are the questions people are really asking right now that are most top of mind with, with the situation we're in. And do we have any vignettes that marry up to those questions better? Can we change the voiceover on some of these, but the, but the image is still really powerful. And can we adapt to that? So partially it was data-driven by what we saw from SEO results, uh, it was from our internal forums and in talking to our content team about the questions coming up, our user ops team, and really seeing like what's on people's minds and can we speak to that a little more clearly. We also did create a UGC ad that was a little bit more like the COVID ads um, you see from other companies. And it was really to talk, call attention to our COVID hub of information and make it clear that we were here with this ad. What was interesting is we didn't really run it very much because um, when we tested it and sort of put it out there to get consumer reaction to, it really wasn't any better than money questions for people in terms of the reaction. And it was a bit better uh, for people who are very impacted by COVID. So people who really needed specialized financial help around COVID. It spoke to them, but it didn't really speak to people at large um, dealing with the situation who might be less affected financially by it. So we thought, you know what, it doesn't really make sense to run this ad widely because it's not meeting the broad consumer needs. Well, we ran it in a limited place um, in, in some of our social channels because it did it does help a certain segment of people and we could target them better and give them this message. But we just found that like a message like that wasn't really resonating uh, in the way that, that it, you know, you'd want it to if you were going to run it more widely. So the other thing, in addition to COVID that happened as you started these campaigns was then, of course, the Black Lives Matter and the whole notion of brands taking a position. Just today, I think Washington Redskins announced yeah, they're going to get rid of their name. So have you made any decisions on what your brand is going to stand for on those issues or on any issues? Yeah, we always turn to what our brand values are um, in, in cases like this and, and to think about, you know, what does it mean for our, our brand and our values? And some of our, the one brand value that really speaks to this for us is individualism. You know, we really believe everybody is different and has a unique financial situation and everybody deserves to have advice for that situation. And we also really believe in, in opportunity for everyone and being able to give people lots of opportunities and choices to make. And, and the ultimate decision about what people want to do with their finances lies with them. But we want to make sure people understand uh, and have a, a lot of opportunity in front of them. 
And so when we think about that, you know, we definitely um, support and are aligned to the cause of, of Black Lives Matter. It's really important for us, both from uh, providing people with respecting people's individualism, giving them opportunity, and also just internally with our employees. We're an incredibly diverse company here in the in the Bay Area, but a quarter of our workforce is remote um, all over the U.S. And we have a really diverse um, workforce that we want to support and, and show that we care. And so uh, we donated $100,000 to the NAACP at the start of, of a lot of the Black Lives Matter resurgence. And we did some social media um, comments about it as well. We're currently participating in the Facebook boycott um, in order to, to also uh, support our partner, the NAACP, in, in their boycott there. And so we think about you know, our response to this being rooted in who we are as a brand and our brand values. We don't have a formal corporate social responsibility platform yet, and that's something we're working on as a company and thinking about um, what does that look like for us and, and what do we really care about and want to support? And it probably is going to be in the realm of having equal economic opportunity uh, because that's something we really, really care about and our CEO really cares about. And so, you know, that's sort of how our initial reaction is. But we really think about, you know, what does our brand stand for and, and what then should our response be based on that? So a CMO, it sounds like you have to build your brand. You have to obviously respond to changing context and environment. Are you also responsible for making sure the brand can cover growth and, and therefore propose new growth areas? Yeah. So um, the performance marketing team and the gr and growth marketing teams report uh, into my org. Uh, that was actually what my background was in. I started off as a search engine marketer. So this is the area I actually have more expertise in, arguably, than the brand side. Uh, and so I, I do um, focus on that part of the company. And I actually think about how brand helps those channels to grow a lot. Uh, we see a lot of the impact from our branding in improving results and in performance marketing, providing more kind of search demand into those channels in particular. And so I think about, you know, expanding those programs, but also how kind of the omni-channel nature of our marketing helps to, to rise the tide for all the boats. But so that's just in general growth with this with the same kind of mission. Do you have do you think about new products, new customer services? Um, anything like that, that might yeah. be a growth strategy. So, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, we, so we have a, a kind of cross-functional team that's looking at all of that. We have general managers who are running different lines of business. We have product managers who are thinking about the functionality and features we can offer to our consumers at NerdWallet. Um, and then, of course, we have the marketing folks who also have great ideas about what we could be developing there. So I wouldn't say it's wholly within just the, the marketing sphere, but it is something where we work with our cross-functional partners who help to implement and lead a lot of those efforts. So if you were going to give advice to people who are getting into marketing today, you know, I've, I've just talked to a colleague of mine who's teaching at the University of Delaware, and they told me that they don't have the consumer behavior or the psychology course, consumer psychology course in marketing majors anymore, and that it's all about MarTech and analytics and things like that. Do you agree with that forecast of where marketing is going, where branding is going? I think that certainly the data and analytics and the quantitative side of marketing is important, but I think, you know, the behavioral side of marketing is equally important. 
And I, I used to be an economist and I think a lot about behavioral economics and the work of people like Daniel Kahneman and Dan O'Reilly around how do you, how do you think about people's behavior and decision-making because people aren't rational <laughs> a lot of the time. And I think, you know, numbers tell you a very rational story, but that's not how people always operate. And so I think sort of understanding the emotional connection people have around their decision-making and those motivators is huge in marketing. And I would say, especially in brand marketing, well, that's a lot of where the effort is, is in, is in like, how do you build those emotions and unlock those things that make your brand grow and make people value it and want you as a brand versus your competitors or other people in the space. And, and I think that's, um, incredibly important as well as the quantitative side. And I say, this is a person who did a lot of quantitative work and came up with performance <laughs> marketing, like super important, but I think that like they both have to be there. Yeah. It's interesting because actually where you said a lot of the state of the art and behavioral decision thing, uh, theory or in behavioral economics is in financial decision-making. And it's nice to know that you're familiar with a lot of those results and build that into your marketing strategies you know, the prospect theory or the area, you're rationally rational and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there's a lot to learn and behavioral economics wasn't such a big thing when I was studying economics, you know, 20, 25 years ago, (laughs) certainly like come into its own a lot more. And I, I think it's something that all marketers really benefit from kind of understanding the psyche of their consumers. Yeah, it's great. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. And where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work? Yeah, you can always uh, see what we're doing on nerdwallet.com. I post uh, articles regularly on LinkedIn around what we've got going on. You can find me on Twitter, Kel Pickles. Uh, this is a long time nickname <laughs> myself, uh, but I, I also post things there. Well, thank you very much. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play. 